Hello, friends. Thank you for tuning in to Daily Bible Soup. I'm your host, Nate Wilcutt, and I'm excited to get into our verses today. God bless you, and thank you for tuning in. We're back. It's a good Monday, and we're starting up on 1 John chapter 5, and that'll be the end of the book of 1 John, and then we'll move on to 2 John tomorrow, and uh, we should finish up 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John actually pretty quickly. Big thank you to everyone that's been listening, and I hope you're ready to get into it today, because I am. Whosoever believeth that Christ, or that Jesus is the Christ, is born of God. And everyone that loveth him, that begot loveth him also, that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God, when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. And there are three that bear witness in earth, the Spirit and the water and the blood. And these three agree in one. If we we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he hath testified of his Son. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar, because he believeth not the record that God gave of his Son. And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. These things have I written unto you that that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. If any man see his brother sin a sin, which is not unto death, he shall ask, and he shall give him life for them that sin not unto death. There is a sin unto death, and I do not say that he shall pray for it. All unrighteousness is sin, and there is a sin not unto death. We know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not, but he that is begotten of God keepeth himself, and that wicked one toucheth him not. And we know that we are of God, and the whole world lieth in wickedness. And we know that the Son of God is come, and hath given us understanding, that we may know him that is true, and we are in him that is true, even in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen. So, the overall theme of this chapter is, is it's, it's just an echo, it's repetitious, it's telling us one common thing, which is, if you don't have Jesus, if you don't believe in Jesus, then you have nothing. If you don't believe in the Son of God, Jesus Christ, the Word, as John 1 and 1 puts it, uh, you know, 1 and 1, a little bit further down, John chapter 1, uh, but, but he tells us he's the Word, he is everything, right? Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. We have to believe, if we believe in the Word of God, the Holy Bible, if we believe in that, we believe in Jesus. Um, we have to have Jesus. We have to have him, 
made in flesh. You know, he came, he was, he's the son of God that became flesh, that died for our sins, that rose on the third day and ascended to sit at the right hand of the Father. That's the gospel. If we don't believe Jesus really did all that stuff, we aren't believers. We're not Christians. Um, so if you don't have Jesus, you don't have anything. Um, and I like what it says, you know, if we have Jesus, if we're believers in Christ, right, operating under his will shouldn't be grievous to us. It shouldn't be a bother, right? We should enjoy doing it in some way. You're not always going to feel great about, you know, going against your flesh because there's things you want to do that are sinful. But spiritually, you should feel good when you deny yourself and you accept the will of Jesus for your life. And, and begin to operate under that. Um, but in order to be able to do that, you've got to have the love of God within you. And the love of God is Jesus Christ. He's the only one that provides agape love, godly love. And love of God helps us navigate away from the sinful nature our flesh wants to operate in, right? Um, and so we have to know the essence of the love of God, which is his son, Jesus. You know, that it's... Jesus, it is a, he is a powerful type of love. Um, you know, only true love for mankind resurrects the dead, the dead and the hurt. You know, when we see the physical resurrections uh, in the Bible that Jesus performed, I see it as an illustration. Uh, you know, they did actually happen, but I believe there's more than one type of resurrection. I mean, he is the resurrection, so he's the one that can raise the dead. But he does it spiritually, as Ephesians tells us, and he does it physically. Um, we were dead in our trespasses and our sins, but Jesus quickens us to life through the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, we that were once dead are now quickened and made alive because Jesus loves us. And so the only way that we're not dead spiritually is if we have the resurrection living in us, Jesus Christ. He is the resurrection and the life. So without Jesus, we don't have anything. We don't want to stay away from sin if we don't have Jesus, right? There, there's no conviction at all in us. We just do what we want and show up on Sunday and we check the box. Well, that's not what a real Christian is. A real Christian is someone that dies daily, that fights against the flesh, that's constantly trying to please God, not for, not to please him for salvation, but to, to show your thankfulness for the salvation and, and the deliverance he's already given you. Um, there is a little bit of a confusing verse, and I'm going to read it in uh, the Christian Standard Bible just to make it a little easier. It's verses 16 and 17. It says, If anyone sees a fellow believer committing a sin that doesn't lead to death, he should ask and God will give life to him. To those who commit sin that doesn't lead to death, there is a sin that leads to death. Okay? Uh, I'm sorry. God will give life to them. Uh, and he's talking about to those who commit sin that doesn't lead to death. But there is a sin that leads to death. And I'm not saying he should pray about that. All unrighteousness is sin, and there is sin that doesn't lead to death. There's, anytime we see somebody living in sin, God's saying, you know, he's not saying here, just don't pray for them. He's saying that when we see someone in sin, try to help them, pray for them, correct them, do the best we can to get them to a place of repentance. But we need to keep in mind that there is a sin that leads to death. Um, and he's saying, I'm, I'm not saying he should pray about that. Um, 
if you see some, there's different types of sin. And whether, yes, at the end of the day, all sin separates us from God. That is true. But there's still higher categories of sin. Like when the Bible talks about homosexuality, it calls it an abomination, which is a powerful, hateful term. Um, not that God hates the sinner, but he hates that particular sin. But it's on a level higher than some other sins. Now, I do believe that heterosexual sin um, is right up there, too. You know, even though, you know, which is fornication of any kind, it's right up there as well. Um, it's a bad deal, too. Um, but just by that term abomination and other sin, you, you know, like stealing a piece of candy is not an abomination, but it's displeasing to God, right? Um, it's it, We have to see that there are levels to sin, right? Um, at the end of the day, it all separates us from God, but there are levels of sin. Murder is going to be worse than lying to somebody um, for the most part. You told a white lie to someone because their spaghetti tasted bad and you wanted them to feel better, and you told a white lie and said, oh, you know, it was good stuff. Now, I'm not, I, I still don't believe that's right to do, but you're not going to tell me that that's at the same level as someone that murders people, right? There are degrees of sin, and it says we should pray for people right? That we see someone sinning that doesn't lead to death. Um, but then it's saying, I, you know, uh, uh, there's sin that leads to death. And I'm not saying, uh, he should pray about that. Sometimes people commit a sin that kills them. Now you think about that for just a minute. Someone that commits a sin, um, that's leading to their death, you know, you can't, there's not much you can do about that. Um, there's just not as hard of a reality as that is. Um, when you see someone that commits a sin that leads to death, like not saying, um, they're, they're doing something like, like, okay, like we'll say homosexuality, that doesn't necessarily lead to death. So that's, a, you know, he's saying pray about that, that they would be converted, but there are certain sins that lead to death that will lead to death when committing them. Um, and there's not much we can do about that as people. That's just the bottom line of it all. You know, you can't pray for someone that's committed a sin that's killed them, you know, because they're not here anymore. There's nothing you can do about that. Um, that's between them and God after that, you know, as to what might've happened, the few moments left they had conscience or whatever it is, but if someone that's committed a sin that's killed them, there's not much we can do. That's It's just not humanly possible. Um, I'm not saying there's not grace there before they fully passed on and, and, you know, that God didn't intervene. I don't know that. But it is telling me there's nothing I can do. So we just have to trust God on that. Um, so I want to clear that up a little bit of a confusing verse there. Um, and I hope I did clear it up for you. If not, I did the best I could. Um, the last thing he tells us, and like I said, the resounding theme all through this chapter, you don't have Jesus, you don't have nothing, right? Or you, you have nothing, right? You don't have Jesus, you have nothing. Uh, verse 21 says, little children, guard yourselves from idols. Idol worship can be, it comes in various forms. And anytime they wrote these letters to people in this time period, it, it still resounds, it echoes all the way to us today. It's still just as valid uh, for us today to follow, 
You know, idol worship's bad no matter what generation we're in. In their day, they physically found idols and things of, that, that they worship like gods. I think it's just in our in our minds today, we've shifted a little to where we're not necessarily, now some people do, pagan. there's pagan believers still, but most of us make idols out of our cell phones, out of TVs and whatever, and it's not necessarily a spiritual thing. Uh, we don't think it is. But we put those things in the place of God, and it very much is a spiritual thing, whether we want to believe it or not. You know, if I told my church yesterday, if your Netflix, your Hulu, your YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, whatever it is, takes up 90% of your day and God gets five, you've made an idol over him. He needs to be in your life all day. Entertainment's not bad. I don't care if you watch four hours of TV a day, but there better be a good balance. You know, you better at least be spending... You know, if you're going to watch TV for four hours a day, uh, make sure that through your day, you're staying in touch with God, right? Uh, you don't need to keep God and entertainment separate. Like, you know, you don't need to keep God and anything. You know, it needs to be a balance. You need to be spending just as much time a week with the Word, with prayer, that you are with entertainment. And I'm not saying I'm perfect every time, but it's something we have to strive for. And uh, idols come in many shape, forms, and fashions. It could be money, our job, sometimes even our family. Jesus said that if uh, anybody that loves their family more than him, right, that's they're not worthy of him. He wants us to have him first in first place. He is a jealous God, right? The commandments start with love God, then love people. Um, God comes first every time. So we have to avoid idols. That's still something today. You can turn on TV and listen to so many prosperity preachers uh, that have made an idol out of their living, their money, income, cars, whatever, and say, oh, that's just God's favor in my life. They try to tag God to it when, yeah, that's great that you've been allowed to have what you've got, but it wasn't God's will for you to make an idol out of it. Period. Um and so we have to understand we don't have God, we don't have anything. And we need to make sure that we serve Jesus, right? If we don't have Jesus, we got nothing. Um, Jesus is the key. It's him always. It's him. Him. It, Paul said, you know, when he had come to preach uh, in the scriptures, he told a group of people, he said, when I came among you, he said, I forgot everything. But, but Jesus and him crucified. That was it. He said that's the main thing. If we keep the main thing, the main thing, right, we're on the right track because Jesus is the one that saves anyway. But anyways, guys, I hope you uh, enjoyed this lesson today and stay tuned tomorrow. We're going to jump into 2 John. Uh, like I said, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John aren't very long books. I'm kind of doing the minor New Testament books Uh right now so we'll get through those but if you keep tuning in we're going to blast right through the new testament and uh, then i'm going to switch over to the old and my goal is to have this audio bible devotional you know that that this is to help us just go through the word help us get through the word together and learn from it and so um when i went through the bible straight through uh pretty much uh the way that I did it was audio because I listened better and retained better that way sometimes in reading. Um, and I was constantly listening to the Bible wherever I went. And, uh, but most of those pay, you have to charge, uh, they charge you. 
And so you have to pay so much to be able to keep an audio Bible. And so uh, I wanted to do this platform free where you just tune in and you can listen. And then it's not just the reading of the Bible. You actually get a devotional at the end of each chapter. So I hope you're enjoying it. God bless you for tuning in, and I'll see you tomorrow.